It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. So Franco Corso in Brunswick and Fuskerdale. If I see one guy walk out of here, there's a pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. Welcome to a very special episode of The Kennel Cop. My name's Caleb Scanlon. <laughs> With me in the studio is Neve Elton, and a very special guest is Western Bulldogs number 30, Fergus Green. Fergus, thanks so much for coming into the studios. Oh, thanks for having me in. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> How's it feel to be the first AFL player, first and maybe only ever AFL player on the Kennel Cough podcast? It's a, it's a privilege. <laughs> you know, I think it's the first time I've ever been asked to do something. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Ferg, you and I used to play uh, junior footy a lot together. Uh, that's how I wrangled you in to get in the, on the podcast. Premiership uh, team, mate. Premiership team. Yeah. Was that under 12s with St. Yeah. Teresa's? Yeah, it was. Yep. We had St. Francis. <laughs> If I, I remember that. Yep. We beat them uh, in the prelim we played in the rain, went into extra time, flogged yep. them. Oh, it was, that was magical. I think my life peaked uh, in under 12s, 2009. So. It's all been downhill from you. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike yourself, uh, you've gone very, very well. You've been drafted in 2016, was the year you got drafted. Pick 70, is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Unreal. And you were drafted from Benio Pioneers, but surprisingly you only played five TAC Cup games, which is... Unusual for a draftee. Uh, what was it like for you coming in with maybe not as much exposure as some of the other draftees that would have normally gone through, like, say, Tim English that was drafted in the same year? Um, it was The club's pretty good about it, I think. You know, even even Tim, I text him um, the day we got drafted. I mm-hmm. found out we'll be roomed together with Josh Dunkley, so I thought I'll get on the front foot and nice. see if I can get to know someone. Um, and even he said, oh, look, it doesn't matter where you go. Um, you know, we're all here now. Yeah. But it was still a bit awkward walking in. I think I averaged like 12 disposals for TAC Cup and everyone's like, why have we drafted this kid? <laughs> so I was a bit nervy when I got there. But once pre-season got going, it was probably more when the game started that yep. I started to really feel comfortable. Like, okay, I, you know, I, I, w- I want to be here. Yeah. It was, you know, for a long time, I was like, should I be here? And mm-hmm. it's just like, just so many demons in here because you get, you know, you're training with like, Marcus Bontempelli and when you get there you're just like oh, I'm like in shock Like, yeah. and these blues just want a premiership so it was really hard but yeah as I said once the games got going everything just went away and I could just play footy awesome it made things better and like coming from a country town in Bendigo what was it like because um, I know personally I wasn't I didn't know that you were a high chance of getting drafted were people uh, surprised or was it more of a did a lot of people know that you were a big chance um, my family knew that I I'd like so I talked to seven clubs in the end yeah right every one of them left the same impression okay it was nice to meet you okay there's absolutely no guarantees mm-hmm. and I sort of knew that yep um, so I the day of the draft a couple of my close friends knew one of them actually walked in on an interview <laughs> um, <laughs> that was pretty funny um, so a few of them knew but I was keeping it pretty low key yeah um, 
I think there was an article in the Bendigo 80 the day before the draft of going through, I think it was Kale Kirby, Kirby yep. Much and Joey Atley, so the three boys who went with me. Yep. And I was listed as sort of, you know, this, this unknown, maybe dark horse. Uh-huh. And I think that's probably the best description of what I was. Um, just this m- kid that might go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went and played golf that day because I just didn't want to think about anything else. Yep. Um, and luckily enough, one of my mates was, he was finding out if he was getting into a physiotherapy course that day. So he was pretty stressed as well. <laughs> so we just went and just took our minds off things. I went to training that night. And yeah, so it was... It was pretty stressful, but I tried everything I possibly could to yep. take my mind off things. And my old man did probably a better job of that than me. <laughs> just by he really kept me feet on the ground at all times. <laughs> and then the moment that you did find out you got drafted, what was that like? I didn't hear it. Um, so we were sitting at home. It was just me, and my brother, his girlfriend, mum and dad. Yep. And um, so it was. It was about pick sixty six, mm-hmm. and there was Gold Coast, Fremantle. Long and dogs coming, like we're all in the next sort of few picks. Yep. And I talked to all of them. Okay. Um, a few of them pretty in depth. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, and I said, I actually said, oh, look, I'm a chance, you know, it might be around this area. And my dad's, you know, pretty bluntly told me, you know, pull your head in, mate. Like, <laughs> there's a huge chance you are not going. <laughs> Let's just, and I, so I'm arguing with him. Yeah. I'm saying, you know, you've got to give me at least a chance here. Yeah. And, um, so as that's, that argument's happening, um, my name got called out. Yeah, right. And my brother's <laughs> jumped up and gone nuts. And we've sort of both turned. <laughs> and he didn't even say, well done. It was just like, <laughs> oh, Lost that's, the that's just lucky, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah. Tough love from your dad. Always. Always has been. Always has been. I was coached by him in that year that we won the flag. Oh, uh, was he? No. Nah, for the Sharks? Because it was always one year on, one year yeah, off with another coach. Yeah, he was... Um, Oh, so I missed him. So I was, we had um, Gaddy, Greg Gadsden. That's right, yeah. Um, for the, the grand final year. And he yeah. went to Kennington CNS with my brother. <laughs> he was, always went with my brother. My brother was a much better junior footballer. Um, so he followed him around chasing success <laughs> and left me behind. Oh, what? Um, and so, um, yeah, we had Gaddy. But he, uh, yeah, he was always pretty hard. Because mm. he even coached, he was the A's coach when I was in the, B's and C's. Mm. So we still all train together. Yeah, yeah. I and remember playing B's uh, under 14s with you. We had Greg or something. Uh, you're really milking this I used to play with you thing. Yeah, you? I know. Like, oh. You're just mapping out like how <laughs> far along you got before you couldn't go anymore. I made it out like I don't remember it, but I like <laughs> under it. Under 14s, under 16s, <laughs> like, as far as you can. I was uh, going through it actually this morning before I came in. Nice. I was like, thinking about like yeah, so oh, when I. we played together. And I was like, I can, because I can remember so Classic. many just like odd things. I remember you breaking your collarbone against St. <laughs> Francis, St. Francis yeah, at Ewing was, Park. Yeah, I remember that. That we, was terrifying. We threw that game. Like, these are the little things that I remember yeah, that's yeah. just like so weird. And then I can't remember like when my brother's birthday is. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us a little bit more about your dad and his influence he's had as a bit of a, like a footy coach himself. Uh, how's, what, what kind of influence has he had on you as a junior footballer and now as a senior footballer? Yeah, he was... It was really big for me, especially um, sort of as I started. Um, my skills weren't great as a as a junior, like many are. Right. And he was, um, you know, really he's a good kick of the footy, and you know, a good handballer. So he would, you know, we'd go to Ewing Park. I would luckily enough live like a minute away from a footy ground, and we'd go over, and I'd be kicking around corners and kicking snaps, and he'd just leave. He'd just <laughs> go home. Like he tough just, love. Oh, and he was just, and so he taught me all the basics and then yep. 
I was lucky enough for him to coach me, I think in under-13s. And it was that sort of, yeah, you know, he'd hate, and he, he was the same with Seb, um, my brother. He just hated for us, for anyone to ever perceive him giving us an advantage. Yeah. Okay. Um, so if we played the bottom side, we'd be playing in the back pocket or the bench. <laughs> I remember one game he came up, we were playing, I think it was South Bendigo, and they were they didn't win a game all year. Yep. We weren't that good, but, you know, every team beat them. And so first quarter he said, okay, I'll play at the forward line. And I yep. was wrapped. You know, I was like, here we go. He's giving me a go. And I managed to kick... I think four, yeah. and I was stoked. And I thought, here we go, I'm on for a good day here. And he played me in the back pocket, full back, and bench in the third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, he comes up to me and goes, I'll buy you lunch, he's playing on the bench for the last two. <laughs> and he just hated this perception that anyone would sort of see him give us an advantage, yeah, yeah. which was, it taught me a lot. Like, it was really big for me. And then mm. when I got to 16s, he was still involved. I think he was assistant coach um, at Sandhurst. And... I was really, I didn't grow, I was really light, um, so I, it was a really big struggle for me, the yeah. two years in 16s, um, and he was big on just sort of, you know, it sort of, everything changed from, he didn't want to favour us to try and actually keep my confidence up, so I'd keep yeah. playing footy, um, so he was really big in that, and it was sort of hard for him with Seb, I think Seb won the league best and fairest one of those years, and I played a quarter in the grand final, yeah. like I just couldn't get on the ground. They didn't want to play me. And it was just really hard for me to see my brother just skyrocket and, and me to plummet. And so he was really good at keeping me, you know, confident enough to keep playing footy. Yeah. And so I owe him so much of my footy career. Yeah. yeah. Um, your old man, I remember him giving some of the best serves at quarter time <laughs> and half time. And I remember distinctly he had a, um, a wonky eye. And so you could never quite tell if he was delivering the serve at you or not. So it was always kept you on your toes, and you could never just drift off out the back and eat the oranges. Yeah. He um and he's he couldn't make you can't make a fist. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Oh, because yeah. his like fingers are all yeah, mangled he's got football from footy. Yeah. yeah, football fingers. And so like, one kid was brave enough to say to him at training one time. He goes, uh, he's like, everyone go over there. <laughs> he's got six fingers going in different directions. <laughs> And one kid's brave enough to go, which direction's that? <laughs> so he's just gone, right, laps. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, he's a hard man to read. But, uh, yeah, you get used to it over time. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Um, did you have – you're saying there was, like, seven clubs looking at you when you did get drafted. Did you have an idea that was going to be the Bulldogs? Or I spoke to the Dogs twice, and um, I only spoke to another club twice other than them. So I thought, okay, maybe um, – you know, they're, they're looking at me a bit closely, but then, you know, like you hear from other people, oh, I've met with a team six, seven times, and you're like, wow, yeah. I'm nowhere near it. Um, <laughs> so I thought, oh, look, you know, maybe they'll take me, but then you just hear so many rumours, mm. like especially around the draft, like the closer it gets, you're just like, I've got no idea where I'm at. Yeah. So I thought, I actually thought Fremantle was um, looking more likely. Yeah, right. And mum couldn't believe that. She's like, oh, okay, he's... Yeah, um, they showed a lot of interest. Um, I was emailing them pretty frequently just because of my foot. Mm -hmm. They were sort of really interested to know stuff on that because it's a bad bone that I broke. Um, and so they were pretty keen and they came over and had had lunch and that. So it sort of looked like it was going down that path. And I think they were picked 72 or yeah. they were around there. So okay. it was pretty nervy. And Geelong was the other big one. Um, so it was probably out of those three I'd narrow it down to. Gold Coast, I think used all their points early because yeah. they had like four picks in the top 10 yeah so they 
text, I think, pretty early on and said, you know, it doesn't look like we oh, can right. pick you up. So they actually, they actually contacted they really you. Good. So. Um, and they texted me after the draft as well and yeah, said right. congratulations. Um, but they said, yeah, look, it's looking like we won't be able to pick anyone up yep. because we've just, you know, taken too many early. Mm-hmm. And that's probably fair enough if you you probably take a first round over a pick 70. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was it was sort of down to those three. Um, and I'll, I think if someone asked, oh, where would you want to go? And I thought, I'll go anywhere. That's not a question. I'll, I'll go to China and play there if I had to. Yeah. Like, it might have to yeah. soon. But yeah. yeah. AFL X will be kicking in when we play <laughs> in China. Um, Talk to us a little bit about. So last year you were you had a lot of injuries. You um, yeah, you said you had your foot problem and foot, stuff. Foot yeah. problem, and then a couple of broken ribs, um, and also you did your wrist, which yeah. kept you out for a little while. Having a bit of a better run at it this year. Um, how's you, how have you assessed your season so far, two thousand and eighteen? Um, uh, in the practice matches, I thought I was going along okay. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't sort of set the world alight in any game yet. It's probably just a matter of, um, and talking to the coaches, it's, for me it's a matter of you know filling in the gaps between you know, um, not being a high possession player, yep. you know, filling in the gaps, you know, laying blocks, just being vocal. So if I could just increase those little bits in my game, it could sort of really help me taking that next step forward. But um, at this stage, I mean, I've gone okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's extreme amount of room for improvement yep. so hopefully that'll get going in yep. the next few weeks I mean you're a, you're a unique kind of player are there any players that you it's a cliche but are there any players that you um, model your game on at all I really enjoy watching Tory Dixon and yep. I've always said this as I got into the club just the way he's his leading patterns his speed and his aggressiveness in forward pressure mm-hmm. is something that um, and I think I like him so much because they're the big areas of my game that I need to improve you know that, that forward pressure and He's just really exciting to watch. Yeah. So especially in 2016, I watched him a fair bit anyway. Yeah. Um, and then when I got to the club, he un- he had a bit of an injury-riddled season last year, but you could just see glimpses of, you know, this really really good player. And so I used to watch him flat out. Um, Bailey Dalamy actually pretty similar. Oh, yeah. Um, so I Definitely. like watching him. He's uh he's a bit lighter too, which makes me <laughs> feel a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever got to go at that level, he's sort of okay. Yeah. Um, I think I'm a couple. Kegs lighter than him. Yeah, right. Um, not too much. So. How much do you How much do you weigh in at the moment? I'm weighing in at seventy six. Okay, cool. Um, I got to the club at sixty seven. Oh wow! And Jeez. lost two kilos in the first week <laughs> from running. <laughs> so uh, that was a struggle. That's always that's probably always going to be my battle. Yeah, trying to stay heavy enough so I'm not getting thrown around. But I'm feeling strong at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully I can just keep ticking along, keep putting on weight if I can. Yep. But yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about, so you're living with uh, Lewis Young and Nathan Malenga McHugh at the moment. Been living with them, is it just this year? You yeah. say in earlier you first started living with Tim English uh, and Josh Dunkley. What's it like living with those two boys? Yeah, so we moved in, I think it was November or December. Yep. And um, it's been really funny. It's mm. just been a, an experience and a half. <laughs> um, I'm quite neat, so... I like things a certain way. My bedroom is always the same. Um, and Lewis isn't that way. Right. So there was a real challenge early on. Yeah. Um, we clashed heads a lot. And uh-huh. it's really interesting because me and Lewis would hang out every Wednesday last year. We'd go to the movies. Classic. Get lunch. And I never knew this side of him. Yeah. And so <laughs> we get in there and it's um, it's pretty heated early on. 
but I'm really glad to say that the last few months have been really just enjoyable. Yeah. Nace, Nace the Ripper, he's um, he's like the dad, <laughs> but he's not at times. <laughs> um, and his girlfriend's there a little bit too, and she's really good. She keeps us all in check. Awesome. Um, I don't know where the house would be without her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's good. It's good. Um, do you man up on Lewis Young a fair bit, like in match simulation, as a defender, and do you give it to him a little bit during training? Um, oh, a little bit. We did last year, I remember, yeah. um, and this is when I was just come back from my wrist, and we did some match simulation at the club, and he goes, he just wanders up to me and goes, are you actually going to get a kick? <laughs> um, and I think I sold him some candy as soon as I got it. It might have been the one kick I had for it, and I just got stuck in him for that for the rest of the day. But um, I don't think we play on each other that much. We actually did, um, we trained on the weekend and we just did like this little game and we played on each other and he goes, this is the matchup of the century. <laughs> and I think he ran off and kicked a goal on me in the first play. <laughs> but I hope he didn't notice that because I think he would have. It's not like him to forget something like yeah, that. Right. But yeah, no, it's been good. Do you um, get like, when you're hanging out with everyone all the time because like you're living with them and then like you're training with them and working with them all the time, like do, do you get sick of them? Like... <laughs> Well, Louis, Louis unfortunate because we went, we go to uni together as well. Okay. We're in the same course, so I literally. Is do there anything that you don't do together? Yeah, you it's guys seem like joined the hip. We are, um, which isn't always a good thing. But he's really good. Um, we get along really well. Mm -hmm. We have similar passions. We both follow basketball pretty intensely. A lot of American sports we follow. So he's someone who. That's how we became friends. Um, so early on at the club, he was pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, as every other draftee is you'd never know what to say mm -hmm. and so we sort of just started talking basketball and same with Paddy Lipinski he's a big basketball fan and just started talking from there yeah and so um, he wanted to see Split one day and that was the first movie we ever saw together oh, and it just became a film. thing yeah oh man so intense <laughs> um, and so we became really close um, and moving in sort of made it a bit harder because we did spend so much time together yeah you got to see how messy he was and like yeah. all his bad sides. Um, but he's actually, he's, I, I don't want to say I'm rubbing off on him, but I think he's getting a little bit better. Nice. Um, but I think I might be getting a little bit sloppier too. Yeah, too. I just think like just being in the middle. Yeah. Um, which is, it's been really good the last few months. Um, and it's quite, yeah, he's sort of, I think once footy starts, like matches start, everyone yep. can just sort of relax that little bit more. Yeah. Pre-seasons, it winds you up a bit just because of how full on it is. Mm -hmm. um, so once the game started, we were yeah, really good. So oh. it's been good the last few months. Um, you are talking about the basketball uh, that you're interested in, but it's been well documented on another Western Bulldogs podcast that there's the, the basketball that all of the Bulldogs players play in. Um, who are the... So you play a, a little bit of basketball in your junior career and you were saying off air that you are... You fancy yourself a little bit against all the other boys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, who's probably the strongest basketball player at the doggies? It's um, it's a hard one because a lot of the talls, you sort of I'd pick them. Yeah, know, like Tom Boyd, I I, I couldn't guard him. <laughs> He's just gonna put me in the pain. Big center, just, yeah. Oh, I'm not going anywhere near him. Oh, fair enough. But um, Paddy Lipinski has shown a lot of promise mm -hmm. out on the court. Good okay. jump shot, good handles. Yep. Um, I still think he does like to shoot around a little bit, so he, he doesn't want to lose it just in case we ever do, you know, play a bit of basketball at the club. So he <laughs> likes to have that, that crown. Yeah. Um, I'd probably pick him. Lewis, Lewis fancies himself a bit. Mm -hmm. um, 
But the thing, I don't think he knows how tall he is when he plays basketball. He tries to play a bit like a point guard and <laughs> it doesn't always go to plan. Right. Trying uh, too hard to be Ben Simmons or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. When he should probably just stick to being, you know, someone a bit taller. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, nah, look, out of those two. But then again, like, I haven't seen Bond play that much. Right. I imagine he'd be okay. His hand eye coordination is pretty handy. Yep. I think it's flip of the coin. That's I was pretty good. flattered. I didn't no, get picked in that No, he still played for the same basketball club as Lipinski and Bontepelli. Oh, yeah. But I did the thing where I was like the tallest girl on the team, so they just like <laughs> stuck me in the key and I was just standing there. And I'd run down to the other end and just stand there. So I can definitely relate. If you're saying like Tom Boyd, that was me. Yeah. In the yeah. basketball. You can't guard him. <laughs> just no. dunk it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that a lot of people point out about Luke Beveridge is that he likes to keep players versatile. Tom Boyd, obviously, recruited as a full forward and plays a lot in the ruck. Um, do you feel like you're... I mean, you're listed as a bit of a like a mid-sized forward. Are they trying to roll you into any other positions? Uh, yeah, so I spent a, a fair bit of time on the wing this year. Yep. Just as a... It's a good release. Um, you know, my running ability is something that, that was one of my strengths coming into the club. So, um, you know, playing that medium forward, I can utilise it there, but it's also, you know, a pretty good strength for a winger to have. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's something I need to branch out in my game. Like it's really hard to get picked solely as a as a medium forward. Mm-hmm. So to add, sorry, <laughs> those extra strings to my bow is really important. I've even played a little bit of backline the last couple games for VFL. Just we've had a few injuries. Yeah. Um, so just about adding yeah those bows just because you know Bevo does really rely on versatility. Yep. Um, so yeah, look, it's something I need to focus on, and I'm I'm getting better at that wing role, but it's still a big big working focus point for me nice yeah. yeah and it's kind of similar to how you're saying like looking at Bailey Dale and he does that similar sort of thing like playing up forward and then being able to switch down to the wing yeah. as well so at least yeah with that I mean I guess you have someone again that you can like model yourself on yeah exactly thing. right Yeah. but yeah no wing is in an interesting position at the time I, I don't I don't understand it. <laughs> I don't want to understand it. Um, you're saying, like, obviously you've been playing a lot in the VFL. Um, is it weird, like, training with the AFL squad but then playing VFL? Is there, like, a big, like, is there, a, like, a lot of cohesion between the two squads or is it a bit, like, more disconnected? No, nah, I think we're lucky at um, the dogs that we all sort of, because um, we're at the one facility, um, you see each other walk in, so we're probably finishing when they're coming in mm-hmm. and you you know, because I've played a lot with a lot of the boys, you build a lot of strong relationships. Um, I know the first session, so the first practice match was hard. We um, we only just sort of knew each other, um, and so it was challenging. But the second you play that first actual game, you just build really big relationships. So, you know, they're all they're all teammates in itself. It doesn't matter what list they're on. Um, you look at them the exact same way, and like a lot of the, we're lucky that a lot of our VFL listed boys have come off AFL lists. So they're really talented footballers. Yeah. And, you know, that's you know, a big part of the reason we've had, you know, a fair bit of success at the VFL level. Um, and it is that, that bond that, you know, three teams, one club. Yeah. And we really do try and push that. So it's good. Nice. Any other questions? Um, I, I feel like there's a few. We've got <laughs> a few. I'm trying to think. Um, we can <laughs> oh, edit. here's a good one. <laughs> Uh, Dale Morris on Friday night came out and said how he uses visualisation techniques to get himself prepped for games. Do you do any uh, similar techniques? Yeah, I think I think I was listening to um, the Saturday rub the next day and they mm. talked about it and I actually thought about it. Um, I think a lot of people do. Yep. It's just, it helps you prepare for the game, sort of if you can visualise what you want to do and how you want to do it. So, you know, like we do... Um, 
pre-game, what, what goals do you want to reach? And if you can do that the night before and think about how am I going to do them, it sort of helps you sort of get in that mind, mind, um, mindset yep. before the game. But I think he actually said on the interview as well, it's important you don't overdo it. Yeah, okay. Because it can drain you. And I've got to games where, you know, you thought about it and you're so G'd up that by the time the game comes, you're just fatigued yeah. and you're just absolutely spent. So it is finding that, that line, but I think a lot of players would do it. It just helps, I feel, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the, you're saying... Oh, sorry, you go there. Oh, no, do they talk to you about that sort of stuff at the club? Like, do you get to do, like, a little mindfulness workshop or something? We or? do. We do a little bit. We've done a little bit more this year, which has been good. Um, Lisa is our um, club psych, and she's really, really good with that stuff. Um, we do a lot of stuff with, like, triggers, so um, being able to just switch back on. So, like, for me, I know my juniors... You know, one of the biggest things, if I made a mistake, you know, I just want to dig a hole and, mm. like, just get out of there. Um, so just being able to just use these things to just switch back on. So she's been really good for us with that. Um, but, yeah, like, little things like visualisation, I think, you know, most, as I said, most players would do. But, yeah, that, that just making sure you're doing it right is a big thing with her. Okay. Um, so you're just not overdoing it. Yeah. Nice. And you were saying that you were listening to the Saturday, uh, the the like you're listening to the rub on Saturday morning. Do you guys, do AFL players, obviously you don't speak for every AFL player, but do you guys listen to much of the outside noise that goes on outside the Western Bulldogs and uh, AFL in general? I was driving back to Bendigo, and right. normally I just throw a bit of Kanye on yeah. and I'm going back. <laughs> Great. Um, but I was just I was just wanted to listen to footy. Um, we obviously had a win, so I thought, oh, well, yeah. I could probably have a listen now. Hopefully it's just positive stuff. Yeah, fair um, enough. But, yeah, normally... I, I don't really watch sport when I'm at, at home, like mm. on the news, barely read the paper. Um, it's just sort of something like you try not to get caught up in any of it just yep. because, I don't know, I don't know how much it can help, like if you read any of that stuff. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the stuff at the moment isn't isn't positive and I think, you know, speaking with the Players Association, it's something we want to build. We want to build these strong bonds so that, you yep. know, with media, that, you know, we can get these feel-good stories coming out rather than sort of that negativity stuff. Yeah. Um, and hopefully keep going that way um, because, yeah, like when you're watching like a footy show and like stuff's coming out about a player who, you know, um, is struggling at the moment, you know, it's not it's not what you want to hear and you feel Great, like yeah. the, the media isn't helping by putting yeah. more, more of this pressure on them. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, it's, it is, I mean, obviously very important to all of us, but it is just footy. Like it's not, it's not like all that stuff that they're talking about this week with like the state of the game and like how everyone's t- it's too congested I think yeah. I don't know and it just seems like it's the end of the world but yeah. yeah it's not and I suppose if you're listening to it all the time as well then it's kind of like your life 24-7 yeah. like you go to work and you can kind of like clock out you don't have to think about it because you've like ticked that off for the day yeah that's a big thing being able to switch off like I know early on in my first year I probably wasn't mm. I was just getting so wound up um, and I probably wasn't talking to enough people about it yeah. so it was just sort of it was just building up and building up. Um, and so that's the, you know, the big difference between me my first year and second year is you know, I'm a lot more relaxed in, in and how, how knowing to approach these situations and how to be able to relax. And I think the big thing is I've just stopped listening to like outside noise. Yep. You, know, you, know, you know who you need to be listening to, the coaches and, and the players and all that. And the old man still gives me a spray every now and again. Yeah. And the um, car on the way home is when I get my, like, blow-by-blow blow of how I did and everything. Or, like, he used to do it for basketball, and he'd never played basketball in his life. <laughs> you get in the car. And, yeah, like, the dad talk, I feel like, is always 
the one that you kind of like, okay, here we go. <laughs> but yeah, I think between outside coaching, probably dad's like the only thing you need to worry about. Yeah, oh, <laughs> he still gives it to me so much. <laughs> I tell you what, he, um, yeah, I just had one really good recollection of of one story with me old man. Um, I was so I just played my third senior game at at Sanus back home, mm-hmm. and that was like playing ones at Sanus was like the dream for me. Um, and so we played Stratford, say, who hadn't lost a game in 30-odd games. Um, and we were, we were up by, um, must have been five points. And I just had a stinker. I had a shocker. But I had, um, I got this bloke holding the ball and managed to kick it in the forward line. And we took a mark from it and kicked a goal. It's like, okay, this might save me. Um, I might not get, you know, a big serve before we win. Yeah. Everyone will just forget about it. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this kick comes up from the back line and I'm in the marking contest and... I've given up front spot, and this bloke just takes this big mark over me. And I'm on the mark, and he sort of runs around. And so I've taken a step forward, and I got pinned for 50. Oh. I still remember the umpire. <laughs> He'll never forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he comes to about 20 out, kicks the goal. Five seconds later, the sign goes. Oh. And I was just a wreck. Like, I just, I walked into the rooms. We had a chat. I don't think anyone talked to me. I didn't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> I didn't shower. I just walked out of the room. And got to the car, and my old man was already in there. <laughs> and he goes, and I thought, okay, he he normally knows the right thing to say. Yeah. And I stress the word normally. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we get in the car, and he goes, and I was sort of sobbing. He heard me sobbing. He goes, "Don't be disappointed with the fifty you gave away. That cost your team the game. Be disappointed with the whole game you just played." <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> And tough love. It just broke me. <laughs> I had I rang a mate and said, "Can I stay at your place tonight?" <laughs> it uh, was just brutal. Oh, it was the most intense thing. And Mum still laughs about it to this day. But yeah, it did that... fracture the relationship for about a week. <laughs> I can imagine. And was that the year? Did you go on to win the flag that year for Sanders? Um, no, nah, they lost to Strath. I, I broke my foot that game, oh, so I rough. played. I, I did it. Um, so you played with a broken foot. That, yeah, so okay. I had it. Well, that's, I had it for a, a few, few weeks. And I felt it go that game. Like right. I was running, I was like, "Oh, that's awful." Yeah. And um, so I didn't play for the rest of the season. So I had to finish my season on that note that my dad told me, <laughs> and it, it stuck with me for pre-season. I think I used it as motivation. <laughs> Rough. Yeah. That's good. At least you could like turn it into like a positive, yeah, maybe yeah. sort of thing. I, I mean, look, you got on an AFL list, so I must have. I don't want to put it down to breaking your spirit, but <laughs> I think he'll, I think he'll use that. He'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Claim. I was going to say, don't want to give him any credit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last question from me: Have you found any uh, overpassionate fans yet from the doggies? Have you seen anyone walk around with the number thirty on their back? Oh, I wish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I think I saw someone. I saw a thirty early on, nice. and I was like, oh my god. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, nah, it's not you. <laughs> yeah, somebody was saying, I think, I can't remember who it was, they were like a Melbourne supporter and they were leaving the game and they had somebody's old number on their back <laughs> and this woman came up to him and was like, thank you so much, like, that's my son, like, he's just started playing, like, this means so much to us and all this sort of stuff. And they were like, mm, cool. <laughs> oh. More than happy. Like, <laughs> um, like Louis, Louis's number two now. Uh, and so you oh. see so many number twos and it takes me like a second... I just go, why would he have Louis' number? <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, oh, it's Bob. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, especially after that, the special like collared jumpers for yeah. Bond yeah. and everything. Like we've got one at home, and yeah, you'd be like, oh, sick. Like check me out. <laughs> <laughs> I think he tries to claim a lot of them though. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. It's a new jumper. It's it's obviously for me. Of course, it is. <laughs> makes sense. But um, no, I've got um, I've had a few photos with some um, some fans, nice. and you know, I've got a couple. My favourite player. And I really hope they're not just saying that. You know, I hope they mean it. They haven't just said that to every all the other 30 players that have walked past as well? I hope not. You yeah. know, it really crushed me, I reckon. Yeah. You know, these people I hold really close, you know. <laughs> if you're telling me I'm your favourite player, yeah. you know, you'd want to mean it. Exactly. Um, look, I wish you all the best. And like, I really hope that we get to see a bit more of you throughout the season, both in the AFL and the VFL, and keep this good run. You booted two goals earlier in the year, so hopefully there's a few more bags for you. Yeah, see how we go. Thank you. Thanks for <laughs> having me. Cheers.